a dream team fantasy podcast. It didn't work as I want as well as I wanted it to. No, no but that was it was good. an attempt. But anyways, welcome in to the Dream Team Fantasy Podcast. Recording on a Thursday. Um, we're we allowed to do this kind of in the off season. Yep. But uh, you know, we record two days later and we still can't get a full crew. No, we can't because you know we were like, oh, Hugo's in Mexico until Tuesday, so we you know we'll push it to Thursday, get him on, um, and his car breaks down, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Chris Chris wanted to come on the podcast, but he wanted to come on Tuesday after we had already rescheduled for Thursday, um, <laughs> so that sucks. And then we were, you know, going to get Jose here, here, and, you know, he said yes. And then an hour ago, he texted me, and he's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it anymore. So here we are, just a two-man crew. Joshua Chowder Fleetner is here. That was a very good explanation and rundown of that. Yeah. Um, we don't give a good rundown on a lot of football <laughs> stuff, so I want to get a good rundown on... We're practicing. Yeah, so we're just tra- trying we're to get a good rundown on, on why people are missing... <laughs> So there was that. That was a good injury report right yeah. there. That's how Thank thorough you. NFL teams need to be. I'm trying. I'm trying. And then I'm your host, Derek Escobel. It's easy for me to be here because it's at my house. Um, so you know, I just want to give everybody else credit for you know making the trips here when they can. Yeah. Because I don't have to go far. <laughs> a couple steps down to the basement. Yep. Usually I'm already here, so it's nice couple steps over here to the, the <laughs> section where we record and we call it a day it's one of my like weekly leave the house trips yeah. i don't leave my place very often working from home you know yep it is what it is mm-hmm. you I, are you just gearing up for golf season gear? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think we're about f- 15 days away from from season starting okay 15 days. I think March 15th is the first time I can record a score for my handicap is why. Okay. Sorry. I think here in a couple of weeks, uh, my wife is going out of town, so I might try and get in around here yep. in a couple of weekends, but we'll see. We'll go from there. Cross uh, our fingers on the weather. Yeah, hopefully, because, you know, today in Colorado, it's a beautiful, sunny 70 degrees, and then Saturday we're supposed to get down into the 30s and snow again. So, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a wild ride here in Colorado. Gotta uh, love it. It's more wild than Aaron Rodgers' ride in because it's like, is he leaving? Is he not? It's like every day it's conflicting. There was a report coming out today that uh, a lot of sources believe he's staying in Green Bay. I, I, I've literally, after last season, I lost interest. I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I'm done with the guessing game around him. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not <laughs> even going to bother until he fully says, I'm retiring, I'm coming back yep. to Green Bay, or I want to be traded. Yep. I think when's the, oh, we're coming two weeks, a week and a half away from signing the yeah. agency. And but when, like, when the Packers got eliminated, he was like, oh, I'm not going to drag this out bullshit we'll find uh, out we've got a week and a half no, till not. free agency we're gonna find out he's already dragged it on okay he's like no he said he'd make his decision by the time free agency open no he said he would make his decision like i think it was before the tag deadline which had already was uh, already well, passed so i missed that piece of information we got conflicting evidence over uh, here i don't know but uh yeah so we'll have more maybe we'll have an answer for you next week on the podcast of what Aaron Rodgers is doing, where he's going, and how that affects everybody around. It's a big domino. It is a huge domino. Um, so this is the next big domino. Uh, all the hype and hysteria around Kyler Murray. How's that one treating you now? We got a new one. Oh my gosh! I don't know what the heck is going on with Kyler over there. I think he's. I think it's a little crazy. Like I, you're under contract for at least two more years, and instead of like going about it like, <clears throat> hey, sit down with the team and talk and like you know negotiate, he has his agent sign send a freaking list of demands basically mm-hmm. for a quarterback who I just got on his side this year and he's gonna. He's, I'm falling off very fast. 
And the fantasy footballers had uh, pointed out that in the statement, it was like, Kyler wants to be direct in the statement. It's like, but then they have you saying it. Like, <laughs> that's not direct at yeah, all. So, no. Oh, man, there's just a lot going on with that. Who knows what's going to happen? I think the fact that Josh Allen, the Bills instantly gave him his um, contract right as soon as he was available, that they were just like, okay, here Kyler's like, oh, I can do that too. Then. It's amazing how you you have a lot, and a lot of them just want even more. Yeah. Um, speaking about the Cardinals, their GM and coach Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury got extensions to twenty twenty seven. I don't know how I feel about that one. With the Cardinals kind of choking down the stretch, so that's where I'd like to know, like you know. Is that where the discussions internally are causing the rift? Is is Kingsbury blaming Murray, more or less, or is you know? The thing is, they have the same agent, Kingsbury and Murray. Yeah, no way. Yep. So, uh, oh, that's I don't like that. I don't know what's going on with that, but you see what happens when teams are run by agents. Mm-hmm. You get the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> ha! Losers, <laughs> losers to all the Laker fans. F you. I mean, usually we don't like to call out a group of people, but yeah, if you're a Laker fan, just suck it. Manu. <laughs> oh, yeah, Manu is. Yeah, Too bad he's not here. Oh, I know. <laughs> if I would have known Jose and Hugo weren't, probably could have got him, but oh well. Yep, next uh, time. Yeah, so what was I going to say? Uh, speaking about it, the kind of a surprise, looking like he will stay now, is Michael Thomas restructured his contract with the Saints, yep. creating some cap space, so he would only really do that if he was staying. Yep. Jameis is posting videos of him throwing and working out, so he's getting back healthy at least, but who knows if he's going to be back there in New Orleans. I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. it's That one's kind of hard to... I think the Saints ruined it with the whole Taysom Hill deal. I think there's a little bit that's kind of been ruined with cap space issues with them. and I don't know, yeah. I don't like, you know, it, he's not that gadget player anymore. Everybody knows when he goes in, it's either going to be a run or it's going to be a run or a handoff. Like, he doesn't pass the ball very often. It's He has it's to a when use, he It's a used gimmick but... already. The gimmick's used. People know to key on him. Like, it's, it's just not what they thought it was. Yeah, but oof, Sean Payton ruined that team. And now he's going to the Dolphins, right? No. They said that the Saints blocked it. Oh, did they wind up blocking it? Uh-huh, so he will not go to the Dolphins. Unless they give him some like draft picks or capital or something. Yeah, but no. Saints already don't have. Or, oh, it would be the like Dolphins given them. Never mind. <laughs> this was a long day, okay? A clear this was a long day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Dolphins, they're probably what they're picking in the middle. So yeah, it is what it is. Dolphins, they they finished on a hot streak, and then, yeah, but the, the Eagles have the Dolphins pick, and they have they the Dolphins it. have somebody else's pick. They have the Forty ers Yeah, some late, late. It'll be after the Eagles, but <laughs> Dolphins don't have anything to give up for. A coach who hasn't really done anything in a while, so yeah. Um, but he got a movie. I don't know how he got a movie though. Uh, <laughs> about about <laughs> oh, and it's about the years of Deflate Gate. That's the best part, or not Deflate Bounty Gate. Yeah. Let's do a movie. Yeah, that's funny. I'm trying to think of any other news that's happened. Uh, Russell said he wants to stay on the West Coast. Kind of hinting he's going to stay with Seattle, I think. Well, Pete Carroll said that they're not going to trade him, but uh, that's another one. I don't. That's another one, though. Like, of course they're going to say that. Yeah, but I, you know, there isn't many teams with the capital that they would want from him. They talk about the Eagles. That's just dumb. Like, talk needs to stop. I don't know if that's just because I'm a fan, but. We're not a quarterback away from a championship. Broncos are, but the Broncos can't trade what Seattle wants because Seattle has what the Broncos have for the most part. Yeah, I saw one and it was like 
two or three first rounders, Jerry Judy and Bradley Chubb. Like, they have wide receivers. Like I don't, you, I don't see them wanting. I mean, I guess Lockett's getting old, so I could see it. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, George Payton did come out and say that he uh, has been in talks and would want to bring back in Melvin Gordon. That sucks because everyone's been expecting the Javante breakout. He did also say, though, if it doesn't work out, Javante's more than capable to handle the whole workload. So um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Just a bummer when, you know, you want to see a guy take over the job. As a Bronco fan, I just want to see him, too, because it's like when he's on the field, it's just like it's fireworks. Electricity. There's fireworks. Jimmy G's having surgery. Yep, on his shoulder. Someone else had shoulder surgery as well. Um, it was another quarterback. I don't remember who it was. Well, I know Mayfield probably had to. I think he did, but there was someone else. I know I, there was. Damn it. I think it was Dak. It was Dak. Yeah, Dak did. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of quarterbacks getting surgeries to try and get better. Uh, Jimmy G, we'll have to wait and see where he goes. I Yeah, that'll be interesting. Right now, it seems like he's for sure the most likely to to go somewhere else. And then Carson Wentz, maybe. Out of like the starting quarterbacks, I feel like those two are the ones that are most likely on the move. It's so funny. Like, I, I don't know. Everybody talks Jimmy G, Jimmy G. You, whose stats were better? Carson Wentz or Jimmy G's this year? Carson Wentz by far. More touchdowns, less picks, more yards. Who had more wins? Jimmy. Actually, I don't know about that, Derek. Because they got in as the seven seed. And then they won. Yeah, they won. But to get in, they, they went, I think, what, nine and... I think they went nine and eight. How many playoff wins does Carson Wentz have in his career? That's that's dirty. <laughs> that's dirty as fuck. <laughs> dirty. Oh man, I'm gonna have to probably send like a fruit basket or something to Carson Wentz. All the trash I talk about him. That was dirty. I know. I apologize. For absolutely nothing. <laughs> I just sit there and I, everybody talks about it. And I'm just like, who? The, what's the Colts going to bring in that's better mm. out there without giving up a ton? You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. You're not getting Jimmy Russell G. Wilson. Jimmy, G, We already said Jimmy G does not make them better. Yeah, but he doesn't make them worse. I would say he makes them worse. You think? Yes. He. Jimmy G can hand the ball off like nobody's business. But he clearly <laughs> still can't go down and win a game if it if he's needed. Oh, neither can Carson though. Carson didn't even need a we needed a couple drives. Okay. That whole team fucked up. I'm tired of everybody like, oh Carson you know what? The whole fucking Colts team fucked up. Like let's come let's be real about it. But that. who usually gets the most ball? Oh, quarterback. Because that who gets the most who gets the most praise? Exactly. Quarterback. So, Carson Which Wentz. hits at, at uh, Murray's little crybaby stuff. Like, of course you're going to get blame, boy. Like, mm-hmm. whoa. Whoa. I was not... going to say homeboy and it just didn't come out right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, that was terrible. On behalf <laughs> of the Dream Team podcast, we would like to apologize for that slip. Um, it was not meant in I... that way. Um, oh, man. And we've officially been canceled. It's been nice knowing you guys. I'm sorry. I got us canceled. Damn it. I knew it was going to happen. Do it. Homeboy. Homeboy. I'm going to have to figure out a way to edit that and put home. It's going to be like those bad. Just put a subtitle. People will understand. It's going to be like those bad, uh, like when you have a movie on like TBS and they have to mess up the yeah. the, the, the cuss whole... words. Yeah, that's what it's going to be like. What do you think, home boy? <laughs> it's going to be like the wide, like like series voice. <laughs> I want series voice over it before. <laughs> oh, man. Right, back to our, oh. our originally. But anyways, program. going back, like that's what I want. Like 
Murray gets like all the praise when they're winning, doing good, but then like gets upset when he gets a little bit blamed more. Yeah. So. But I mean, I sit there and look like, what is he? What kind of situation does he want? You got Hopkins around you. You played with Larry Fitzgerald for your first two years in the league, like. Literally, like what? Else? Like, there's quarterbacks that play with. Go, would send them to the Jets. Go play with Zach Wilson. See who's really in a bad situation. Well, he wouldn't play with Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson would not be on the team well, if he was there. But you get what I meant, you <laughs> dick. Corey Davis and and Elijah Moore and a great, great offensive line. Yeah, I don't. That's not the worst receiving core. Definitely not. No, but the whole team as a whole is just... Yeah. Does Detroit have the worst receiving core? I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown... He came on hard at the end. Yeah, so he's good, but other than that, they don't really have anybody. No, they're terrible. They might have the worst receiving core in the league. Because I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I don't know. Browns? I mean, the Eagles have Devontae Smith and... Four open holes behind him, so you know we we've got one of the worst ones too. Yeah, the Browns are probably up there. Um, I don't know if we talked about that, but Jarvis wasn't too happy. Yeah, didn't uh, they have they t- like had talks though, right? I think so, but we'll see what happens with that. I think he was just like, I saw Odell get out and have success. Maybe it's time for me to get out and have some success. Yeah, he's not that type of wide receiver. I don't know. I don't know. I, sorry, I was thinking about my gaff again, and I was just laughing at myself. Okay, well, we're not going to bring that up. We're mind. supposed to get past that. I'm, I'm just, we're getting past that. We're getting past okay. it. <laughs> Anyways, NFL Combine, I think, officially started today. I know I saw... Um, Somebody who's really high on my list, Traylon Burks, ran like a four five. Oh, for a guy his size is not too not too shabby. Um but let me see if there's any other stuff going on right now that could pop up. I don't know, because first today's like the first day, right? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Quarterbacks, wideouts, and tight ends. Let's see. Oh, that's why you're not there. You don't have a tight end. Oh, we're going to go with that <laughs> joke. Again. Mm. Let's see what we have here. I know Pickett's hands were, what were they, like eight and 8. a 8.5, yeah. Um, Malik Willis is impressing on and off the field. Uh, there was a video that came out of him, and he was you know going through his suitcase and he was given a, a guy that was homeless, like, a whole bunch of, like, clothes and stuff. So, you know, that was a, a good moment. Nice. And it was a, someone captured it from, like, across the street. So it wasn't him looking, like, looking, with for, entourage the, looking for the it. attention. Yeah. So, you know, that makes it even even better. but uh, More genuine. Yeah. So he's, you know, and then apparently he's been rising up, like, a lot of people are have been impressed with him in terms of interviews and his knowledge and stuff. I think for sure at this point, he's going to be the first quarterback off the board where to that's going to be the question. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, you have the Panthers at seven or six and then the Broncos at nine. Those are the two most likely to take quarterback. Is there going to be some, some trades demands start happening to move up? I mean, if he's Position. if he's impressing that much, then I I would you know just to get him as a sure thing. Get, then yeah. you don't have to. I think that's what most of the value. You just want it to be a sure thing when you trade up for him. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you feel like you've talked to this guy, you like what you see, like what you hear. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there's a Vellis Jones from Tennessee has ran the fastest forty with a four three one. Well, not too bad. Kelvin Austin, who should be you know, a decently high-drafted high, high drafted receiver, ran a 4-3-2. Don't talk to me until it's a 4-2-4. Chig. <laughs> Aquinquo? 
I'll have to vet that one. Another one of your good names, all right? Yeah, he's a tight end. He ran a four five two. So Ooh. we'll have to see about that. Traylon Burks, like I said, four five five. Pretty big receiver. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else of note. David Bell's another guy that's pretty up there. He ran a four six five. Not the greatest, but not the worst. Hey, I always have a hard time looking at stats like they matter because sometimes you just have football speed. You have you have on field, just untestable. Yeah, because I don't think Cooper Cup ran that fast of a forty, but no. obviously, look what he did this last. And it's like, how many receivers have we seen go into the combine and run an insane forty, and then not be that great on Sean the Ross? Yeah, um, complete just even. Like before the incident, Henry Ruggs wasn't yeah. that doing that great. Uh, you know, who else? I I, I don't Darius know if they yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys that go into the combine with the you know they have the be the fastest guy and Adidas will sponsor you or something. It's I don't see any of those guys ever succeeding. Yeah, there's a certain level of speed you need in football, and then there's you know other durability stuff that you need that offset it. Desmond Ritter was up there, one of the top vertical jumps. I don't know what a quarterback needs a vert for, but he's up there. The the shuffle pass, jump pass, dude. <laughs> Goal line, you know, you walk up and you just jump real quick and shuffle pass. That same guy who ran a pretty fast 40 for Calvin Austin was at a 39-inch vert. So. What's he need to run, jump that high for? Literally a jump ball. Eleven <laughs> three for his uh, broad jump as well. Okay, that kid killed the combine. And no data for the shuttle, the three cone, and the twenty as of yet. So you know, but yeah, we're gonna like how much. I know we probably talked about this last year, but how much do you put into combine stats? Is there like anything that would make like? any one of these events that makes it better or worse like i think it depends on position what you're looking at like i think you know if this fantasy so most time you're not looking at defensive or o-linemen or d-linemen stuff like that but there's certain drills that benefit them more like the three cone drill i think that's a test to look at that's a agility change of direction being able to move and it shows you how quick they can do it because it's a short track, but you're still covering 30 yards in it. Like, <clears throat> it looks short, but it's still long. Yeah. I mean, in fantasy, a lineman can, like, obviously they're not getting any fantasy points. But they but can they, help out. They the, can help, yeah. Like, yeah. getting someone like Quentin Nelson only can <laughs> boost up yep. the, the running backs. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I you do have to pay attention. You, yeah. We will talk about draft in terms of like the linemen drafted and how that can help people around them. Same as this free agency. Um, so there's, there's going to be a lot yeah. that a lineman can bring to fantasy football. Sometimes uh, more than free agents and receivers, like they don't really pan out oh, that yeah. much and stuff you like just, that. So. I mean, like you said, get someone like Quentin Nelson. You saw the Dallas had top of line for five years and just year after year after year. Marco Murray, Zeke came in, took over. Like, it's it's one of those where yeah, they're good talents, but they're also you've got some big men up just blocking their asses off for you. Yeah, and like, no, I mean, there's no shade or disrespect to people that like are the more. I'm gonna look at analytics. This person's in the speed range of blah 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 blah, versus like some other ones like. Personally, for me, I'm more of I want to see how you look on film. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you're in an actual game situation. How do you look? And that's going to be more where I know pretty much this podcast. We're going to base it off of off things like that rather than what you're forty or things like. I've never I've I played football. I've never been a good tester. I've sucked at testing every time. You know. <laughs> Running forties and all this. Sorry, I'm just not a good tester. But put me on a field. I think there's a lot. I think I think a lot of people misunderstand what the combine's really for, and I don't think the combine's there to, as much to see them like do the forty and some of those things, as much as it's uh, 
they want to know your knowledge. They want to know your football knowledge. They want to know if you know how to react quick and think on your feet. I think it's more of an interviewing process. Yeah, that is the big part of interviews and, you know, getting to know a person's personality. Uh, they do take take, take the Wonderlicks test, right, there at the mm-hmm. combine? Uh, I, don't, I don't know when they take it. Okay, I think that uh, I it's think it's around. around now, but yeah, I feel like that's pretty important for you know some positions. Yeah, uh, you gotta just figure out which guys are gonna be a good fit with your team in general. Like some guys just look like naturals out there. Like mm-hmm. they they may not like look this prime time deal or something, but they just know how to play. They just have that it factor. Yeah. I've been on the train for a while, but I 100% am number one quarterback for me is Malik Willis, and it's I, it's between him and Kenny Pickett. But I don't I don't even know if Kenny Pickett's really that close in my eyes. Like when I've been watching film, like the most impressive throws that I've seen have been from Malik Willis. The most impressive like skill set has been from him. Like he's just mm-hmm. a very raw talent, but it's he shows me that he could be spectacular at points. And yeah, I don't know if I see that from any of these other quarterbacks. So that's going to be an interesting one to mm-hmm. look at down the road. But well, and like I, I with that, it's tough like watching film because you know a lot of the guys don't play the same team, so you're comparing completely different opponents Mm -hmm. i you know you got to look at someone like willis and pickett who come from smaller schools and be like well did they read the play right did they make the right throw and was it just barely overthrown was it a drop pass by the wide receiver did the wide receiver not run the right route especially in college because i think it was a tape that i watched of matt corral and i think it was just like scripted play after scripted play where it's like just get the ball to this person get the ball to this person so it's like Mm -hmm. coaches are almost taking the difficult decision out of out of his hand for majority of the game and just like get it here yeah this is the design just get it here and it's like i want to see you when you have a person in your face and how you react and where to go with the ball so i was like that's kind of the things I'm looking for out of the quarterback position is like when things aren't going well, where where are you going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, you had 280 yards, but you also had an 80 yard screen pass. So no, it's like, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, 80 yards. You got to look at the big plays. Oh, this guy had a hundred yards rushing. Oh, but 95 of them came on one rush, and mm-hmm. the other 15 didn't do anything. Or you know, you gotta. You can't just take the stats at face value. You got to go dig in and see why or where they got those stats from, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I will probably not pay as much attention to the combine. I'll still pay attention. You know, I'm going to let you guys know if there's anything that stands out. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be watching film. We're going to be grinding away in these upcoming months while we're waiting for the draft. And we're going to, it's going to be. It's coming fast. I can't believe we're already into March. Like, I know. The free agency starts in like two weeks. Helps that the Super Bowl pushed back a week because of the new week. So, you know, less less break time between all the periods. But Yeah, it's just, what are we, what are we, we don't have to wait for too much right now. No. We're going to be, you know, we have our, we're having a little slow period right now. But as soon as free agency starts gonna be a lot to talk about there and then after that like it's just draft yep. who is who is where where do we think this running back ranks compared to you versus Hugo like mm-hmm. there's been you know where we've looked at it and it's like oh Hugo has this person that is his running back one I have him as my running back four Yeah. so that's always the interesting give you guys different perspectives of what we're seeing and all that so I'm excited, for sure. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have a new upcoming uh, rookie group. But for right now, we're going to look back at last year's rookie group. Possibly look at people that 
didn't I mean it's easy to look at Jamar Chase and be like, Yeah. I'm gonna draft that <laughs> I'm guy. I'm gonna draft that guy. Yeah. It's easy to look no. at Najee Harris and be like he's he's good. Okay, he proved himself. Javante. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um but, but you know, there's there's a couple of players that, you know, come out and go, What do you do with them? Yeah. What are you gonna do with them? Uh did they possibly, you know, just disappoint last year so what are you going to trust them that's what we're getting at mm-hmm. that is what we're getting at are you going to trust these second year players because a lot of players have second year <coughs> breakouts some are set for it yeah so jamar chase no doubt kyle pitts i think you know he had a little bit of a okay-ish to good season so it's like but i think he's i think we've talked about it It, it's the touchdown factor yeah and sorry i'll give up a little touchdown factor for a guy who i don't have to worry about him getting eight to ten points every week yeah so um Najee's obviously great javante's obviously great jalen waddle fantastic Oh, uh, we'll go ahead and start here since you know it's your boy. He didn't have a bad season, but Devonte Smith, you think he can level up going into next year? Sad part is it's not on him. Like you could sit there and be like, you know, J- like I'd sit there and go, Jalen Regeer, that shit's on him. He's just a bad wide receiver. <laughs> Devonte Smith, I think he's a a product of what that offense was, and do you envision it getting not necessarily better? I think it's is he going to become is is Hertz going to be more efficient? Yeah, is he, he going to be able to complete more passes and put the ball a little bit more on target? He had 104 <clears throat> targets last year, 64 catches. So you know that's. 61 percent yeah 61 60 and that's you know yeah the one is kind of worrying is like the yards per game only at 53.9 uh i mean five touchdowns not bad yeah it sucks when you have a tight end who eats into you and at the beginning of the season he had two tight ends that ate into his targets and then i you know it just doesn't help that you have a an offense i think that runs more than they pass it's not going to change next year. And it kind of brings up another guy on that team that I was going to bring up, which is Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. And I think there's more upside for him than I think for... Uh, for Devonte, yeah, Devonte. I kept wanting to say Devonte Adams. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> what is? What do you feel like is your? Would be your percentage chance that Gainwell takes over the, the lead role? I would say it's like a thirty to forty. Okay. I I have more hope for him because I think they're gonna utilize him better in maybe setting up the passing game. And trying to hopefully get maybe a role carved out for him. He didn't have a role last year. Yeah. I think if he gets a role this year, he obviously is going to rebound a lot better than... I don't think Devontae's necessarily a bad person, but he's most likely this last year was what? Your guy on the bench that filled in when you needed to for bye weeks? Yeah. There wasn't many weeks that you were like, oh, I'm starting him. Yeah, and there was some weeks where I was like, oh, look at this matchup, and it's still... Still scary to even want to. And yeah, because there was the times where it was like, oh, this was terrible. I think I think his stats stay relatively the same. I think he mm. increases a little bit because I think they get more continuity between him and Jalen. Yeah. And it should hopefully turn a little bit over. Okay, yeah, and it's like I looked at Jalen's stats, and it was two two hundred yards passing per game. So it's like if he can get that up to like two fifty, mm-hmm. should be pretty decent, you know. Devontae still had nine hundred yards, 
I don't think anybody's going to be drafting Devontae Smith as like their one or two at this point. So it's like if you can get him as your receiver three, it's a perfect spot. I think he could be a steal of the draft. You can you can get him pretty low or middle of the pack, I guess, and he can have that breakout season. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, any hope for him next year? I actually do. Yeah. I don't. I, I think I do too, you know. A lot of the mocks I've been seeing have them taking the tackle from Alabama, which, by the way, did you freaking see him today? Uh-uh. He showed up to the combine, 324, but jacked. Yeah. Like a jacked 324. Dude, linemen nowadays, like, are scary. I would draft him, like, just be, like, don't beat me up, sir. I'll draft twenty four, like, and you look like that. It's I. I don't. I. I mean, it's crazy. Some of these guys come out, and you're like, "How are you? Like, how do you even weigh that much?" So he yeah, has like, if he, you know, they get a little help on the offensive line. If it's projected that he'll go number one, you know, they get Etn back. Don't know when James Robinson will be back. But, you know, give that familiarity with ETN. And then wide receivers, they still have Marvin Jones, Chenault. And I think, I believe Chark might be a free agent. So, I'll have to look they into could, that one. But. They, they're, they're, they're a destination that I don't know. It's interesting that they're always a team that seems to lose people. I'm curious if they can get, like, a wide receiver to buy in there. I mean, even if you draft one at the top of the second round, there will be some studs there. You know, kind of how Cincinnati a couple years yeah, ago drafted T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Colts with Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. There was another receiver that went around there too. But, you know, there will be some some good players there if they, you know, want to go that route or if they want to continue bi- building up the defense. Yeah. But I, I do have hope. I think he'll do better. I think even just bringing in someone that's more steady, like Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. is going to help him out. I, I think, yeah, Doug's got the – he's done it with Wentz before. He can – he's kind of – if you if you go hand a guy the keys to a quarterback, Andy Reid's one of my top guys on the list, but, I mean, Peterson's got to be there. He's shown he can do it, so. Yeah, he's more <clears> – Lawrence <throat> is more likely to be a – Waiver wire guy going into the fantasy football season. I think I would be willing to risk drafting him just so I don't have to deal with that right at the end. I think it would be looking at his week one matchup. And if, you know, people are going quarterback heavy, might, you know, just play the game and take See him. See if they don't play Houston week yeah. one. And... <laughs> and he didn't do great against Houston, but... Uh. But yeah, thirty second in passing touchdowns, not good. Um, but so of all the quarterbacks rookie this year, I actually think next year Lawrence is probably primed to have the best year out of all of them. Fantasy or regular football? Both. I think fantasy. I'm gonna go Justin Fields. Or you could go with Trey Lance because of more of their rushing oh, abilities. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've kind of spaced him, but yeah, Trey That's Lance. That's someone we should talk Yeah, Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey Lance probably has the best opportunity to finish as a top 10 fantasy quarterback next year. Right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he might be the highest rookie drafted or second-year guy drafted fantasy-wise. I think I would take a chance on him more than I would Lawrence. I more yeah, than I would. I, I agree. Fields. If he if if Garoppolo does wind up leaving and he's the guy, yeah, because yeah. he's got weapons, he's got a good line, he's got yeah, he's got a decent amount of things going for him there. Um, Justin Fields did finish the season pretty good. I think he had a couple top ten finishes. So you know he's might be getting into his own, but we'll see. You know, hard to make that transition to a whole new coordinator Mm -hmm. and all that but another matt lawrence will also be doing that and yeah i think i talked about a couple weeks ago zach wilson is a guy that i actually towards the end of the season i started turning the corner and being like okay he might have something once again he's not going to be drafted in fantasy but he's one that for sure won't but he could be a good pickup later on but if you're in a super flex i would go shoot an offer See if they made that owner might want to, you know, 
get give them away on the cheap um before he comes valueless yeah so <coughs> it's a risk but you know some that's that's the point of fantasy football is yeah. take risks and see what happens but yeah he he flashed a little bit towards the end so i really like him well and they're i mean they're the same thing a few more pieces keep building and you're gonna get some playmaking ability out of that team they should like you said flashes Elijah Moore didn't have a terrible season, obviously. Yeah, so dealt with injuries. Um, They've got Michael Carter, who dealt with a little injuries, but they'll have a high enough pick too, where they can help build on their team. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting because it's like the rookie quarterback that performed the best last year was Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and he's probably the one I'm lowest on, like in terms of wanting him on a fantasy team i don't like him losing his entire offensive uh staff that basically controlled everything yeah and it's just like even with him having a good year like regular football wise fantasy it wasn't that great no so yeah mac jones probably the least like even someone like davis mills like he flashed a decent amount Mm -hmm. for the texans so, I almost feel like Mac Jones wasn't like held back, but he wasn't necessarily given the open doors to do whatever he wanted either, though. No, he kind of <laughs> just did what he did at Alabama. Like, he just kind of, you know, got the ball to some playmakers every once in a while, but kind of just managed the game and just let the rest of his team take over. Not the worst thing so, to do. Yeah. Um, you can win a lot of games that mm-hmm. way. Because Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson all performed pretty well last year. But, yeah, Mac Jones, I'm not that high on. I just don't see his stats improving, like, drastically or anything. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's been about the 40. Someone who might be going drafted high might have just raised his value a little bit more. Wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. 4-2-6. Holy shit. Yeah. Eagles, do not draft him, please. He's going to the <laughs> Eagles, baby. <laughs> oh, that's what they're going to draft on now. Oh, he ran a 4-2-6. Four, four, He's a perfect fit. <laughs> we'll go to somebody now who kind of underperformed, but you know, a lot of that might have been more to injury than anything else. Uh, Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens, 46 catches, 515 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, yeah, like I said, he. How many games did he play? He played in twelve. But. You know, half some of those games were without Lamar. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews dominated. He still had Hollywood. Yeah, just. I think he. I'm not gonna say he's like. I think he's worth. Like I had him on my team. I think he was worth the spot. But I just I don't I don't know if I see him like necessarily making a big jump to being a star like a you know a number two wide receiver on your team. I don't see him taking that role. I will not be taking him in redraft. I think I feel like I could say that confidently right now. It's just too many mouths to feed on a team that doesn't throw that enough that's what scares me and it's like because you have andrews and andrews is gonna be the guy he's he's the man he yeah hollywood is the guy who can give you fantasy points without getting that many targets Mm -hmm. so it's like i would rather have him because it's like he can hit that home run for a 60 yard touchdown out of nowhere so it's like bateman i'm just no, we still got J.K. Dobbins coming You're back. You're gonna have too. to feed mouse. Yeah, There's like, just yeah, too many mouse to feed, and yeah, I think he's a really good player, but I will not not in the best situation. No, I for probably a wide will receiver. be. I probably will be passing on him. Just to be honest here, I'd be taking him. I I I I think it's more because I did this last year, and so I'm like, I'm gonna back up my ch- decision with another bad decision. Okay, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trey Sermon, just kidding. We're not talking about Trey Sermon. He's going to suck again. Um, I'm not bitter. Not at all. Rondell Moore for the Arizona Cardinals. 
Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Take a look at his stats. He had 54 catches, 435 yards, and one touchdown. He flashed. I think he had one game where he like just kind of went off. But other than that, he's just kind of – he wasn't involved no. as much as you would like. It didn't help that early on DeAndre obviously was healthy, taking a lot of con of them. And then when DeAndre did get hurt, so did Murray, so. Yeah, I mean, he had week two, seven catches, 114 yards, and his only touchdown. But then even after that, the week after, two catches for one yard. He didn't really. After that, he didn't get above 51 yards. That was his next highest. Mm. Or 59, sorry. He did have one game against Seattle where he went 11 targets, 11 catches for 51 yards. So, you know, a whopping 4.6 yards per reception. Unless any, I think, I mean, Christian Kirk is a free agent. So that could help his case. Could. Um, AJ Green's getting older. Got to see if DeAndre Hopkins can come back healthy. He's got the opportunity, but I don't know if he's someone I trust less than a Bateman. I think it depends on where he's going. If he's going, you know, one of the final four rounds, I might take a shot on him just to see. Over Bateman. I think Bateman's going to go higher. I think Bateman will probably you think, be like, That's why you're not even considering you think he's going to be. I think he'll be around that round eight, nine, where I think Rondell Moore, you can get him maybe 12. Okay. So uh, I'd be willing to throw out a dart on him, but yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not excited I don't, about it. No. Maybe once, you know, training camp goes and, you know, we always get those reports, oh, Rondell Moore is looking fantastic. He's looking, he's by far the fastest guy on the field. Maybe that'll excite me more, but until then. Until then. (laughs) No. Somebody who extremely disappointed, let's even say his stats. Wide receiver, I'm just going to give you his stats and see if you can guess who it was. 17 catches, 138 yards, zero touchdowns. (laughs) <laughs> how's that oh that's too funny I'm trying to think what what round did he get drafted in oh. he was the second round pick that helps you out of huh? NFL yeah like when he was okay well he was the second round in our rookie draft as well but Kadarius Tony. no damn Kadarius Tony had 138 I'm pretty sure in one game that's true, but that was like kind of one of the only names that really popped in my head we'll right away. We'll talk about next, but I don't know. Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah, for that, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Second round pick of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna take a, a flyer on a guy I don't know. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, that's uh, brutal. I'm sorry, guy, but oh. Get what you sell. Kadarius had 39 catches for 420. Shout out, Chris. Um, let's see if I was <laughs> right and he had a hundred more than 139 in one game. I got to see this. I want to say he did. I think he had one breakout game. Yeah, he had 189 yeah. against Dallas. <laughs> so, yeah. Are we talking about Kadarius now? Yeah. It's just like hard because like against Dallas, he had 13 targets. Against Tampa Bay, he had 12 targets. But then other games, is like 2, 3, 5, 1. You can sign me up as a guy who is willing to go after him. Okay. I think one is I don't think anyone trusts uh, Hamstring over there. Kenny Hamstring? Kenny, Kenny Hamstring Galladay. I don't, I, you know, there's just nothing I'll ever trust about him being able to maintain. And so I think because of that, and knowing what Daniel Jones can do, mm-hmm. and I think 
What also gets me excited is the piece of adding Dabble to it. <clears throat> There's just a lot of excitement to come from there. Okay. And I look at the NFC East and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a offensive happy league. Who, I mean, Darius Slay is probably the best corner in the NFC East. Anybody who's listening, Mo Dog, Mario, <laughs> don't bring me this Trayvon know Diggs. Okay? Diggs is bad. <laughs> He's not bad. He's not bad, but Mario said it himself. Is he bites hard and he gives up a lot for, you know. Yeah. He gets targeted a lot because he gives up a lot, but he also takes a lot. It, it'll even out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I look at it as there's there's opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have obviously a lot better than this year and. I think he can push the thousand yard mark. He's got to stay healthy. They claim that they're sticking with Daniel Jones. We'll see. I think they are. I think if there's if there's a player that is a chance to move this off season for the Giants, I think it's Saquon. Because he's like one of the only players on there that necessarily has value. But I don't know what a team's willing to pay for a running back when you can get second round a se- you can that's the only- that's the best you can do but i mean saquon is saquon though is a team willing to part with that first rounder I'm could not. be yeah i know you're not i'm not because i know what you can get on the running back market in let's the see, nfl uh, okay let's see which teams are the most running back needy you know miami dolphins you know they uh, with the san francisco maybe but San Fran, I don't think they would because they. No, I'm saying with like San Francisco's first round pick. Oh, I don't think they would. No, but still. But um, who else is out there that's running back needy? Why can't I think right now? Because there's not many teams. Because each team has. I mean, Miami's one of the worst Houston, ones. Texas, Buffalo, obviously. Buffalo. Not. Buffalo. That one. Buffalo. Do you trade your first round pick for Saquon Barkley? That one's interesting, because uh, last year I had, uh, I was like, that's one of the main possible landing spots for uh, Najee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I thought maybe they would pick a first rounder or running back last year. So Buffalo would be an interesting one if they think, you know, he could bring enough. They did it, you know, gave up a first rounder for Stephon Diggs. That worked out yeah. great. So if you know, bring in another guy. You take the pressure off of him. You take some pressure off. Like, you take pressure off everybody when you bring him in. You're not bringing him in and putting a ton like, oh, Saquon, you're going to turn our team around. Guess what? The team's turned around. And you're just going to make it better. And he's got an actual offensive line there. Yeah. So, uh, ooh, that one. That one. Bill's GM. Dial up like some Giants that. numbers. I like that a lot. I just don't know if they have the cap space after everything to. Saquon should be on his rookie run contract, though. Yeah, but for still a year or two. Uh, we'll have to. I mean, next week we are going to be doing our free agency predictor, where we are going to put all of our picks. We're going we're gonna make a game out of it and see you know who gets the most correct landing spots. But oh, um, yeah, we'll we'll. But I'm gonna maybe print out, but I'll I'll send you know the cap space for every team, just to kind of. You know, that we were that way. That way nobody's like, Oh, I think <laughs> the New Orleans Saints are gonna start They're gonna go get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> with their negative thirty five million cap space. Sad no. when you're renegotiating for large amounts and you're still negative like thirty. Yeah. Saints. I was gonna say Saints might be a team I might avoid in fantasy, but I'm starting to get intrigued by Michael Thomas. Would you? Are you saying like going and like trading for him in a dynasty? I might go offer a second rounder. Just see if see somebody's if willing to get rid of him. Is just sick of it and just see you know. If there's anything left in the team. I mean, in all reality, he has that one year, his one record-breaking year, right? Yeah, and it's well, he had a few good years before that, but nothing like crazy. Uh, but I mean, with him restructuring, it's like was the problem Sean Payton. Hard to say when a guy's been with the organization for a while, but you also do get set in your own ways Mm -hmm. and they can become bad. I think there is need to move on from people to get a new culture. Mm -hmm. You get comfortable. Eagles moving on from Reed. 
you know, Broncos did it with Shanahan. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's just a natural rotation. Okay. Tom Coughlin with the Giants, I mean, obviously led them to Super Bowls when they shouldn't have even been considered, but, you know, yeah, hard to argue with it, but it's also Coughlin goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars and scares away all their good picks yeah. when they were on the hot streak so you know ruined them <laughs> um, shout out shout out to Coughlin uh, but yeah all right that'll wrap it up our segment today I mean we kind of got off on a little we got off on a end, tangent but, you know, yeah it is what it is like I said next week we'll be talking about free agency predictors a week before free agency hits um so we'll be that'll be pretty much the majority we, of the episode. We're throwing down who you think's the first contract or first like we'll have to get like 10 or so players. I was like that one's kind of hard. Yeah, because like, it could be some like no name. Last or, year it was fucking Johnu and it was yeah. like no one would have thought Johnu. No, I would say we're going to have to pick like 10 to 15 players and we'll have to pick which one gets Okay. Sign first or something. Got it. Got some good games. So that will be the majority of next week's episode. Um, we will probably get into Dream Team next week. I want I want there to be three people here for the first yeah. Dream Team. So we'll do a mini one. Mini one. Because I just want to know if you had the first pick and you had to pick someone for your football team, number one draft pick from Sesame Street, who would it be? I'm going to go with uh, Fudge. I'm going to go with my boy, the Cookie Monster. I mean, that's kind of who I was thinking, you know, just put some cookies in the end zone, and he's going to just run through people to get there. Just be like, hey, tackle this motherfucker, and you get a cookie. If I had the second pick, I might go a little off here, you know, but, you know, it's it's someone who I, I believe in, and I think can get it done. Super Grover. Okay. Super Grover. <laughs> all right. All yeah, right. Maybe Oscar the Grouch, but you know what? So, so that was I was gonna say. You know who I was deciding between my other one, Oscar the Grouch, because I was like, that's just a mean mother effer. I mean, big birds. He's big, but he's, he's a he's bird. A little too timid. Okay. <laughs> I think he's too. Not- Elmo, you know, tickle me, Elmo. He's just gonna start laughing. I on can't the field. get someone that talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me the ball. I can't do that. You can't okay? do that. Okay. No, Oscar the Grouch was my my other option. I I thought of Cookie Monster right at the last minute. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna be doing a dream team next week, either of Mario characters or since we're in March Madness, we might do college mascots. Sick. So one of those two is going to be get you a little prepared. Maybe write down a list. Oh, we'll see. college mascots. Yeah. I think we'll do college mascots since I think that weekend is the start of March Madness. Uh-oh. Dude, I haven't paid any attention to that this year. I didn't even know there was college basketball going on. <laughs> I just, you know. Oh, hold on. Did you see the Michigan stuff? The coach oh, from Michigan punched the dude. The guy from oh, that was sick. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. Oh, yeah. Finally got physical in basketball. Uh huh. So, but yeah, we'll get to that next week on the Dream Team podcast. Um, until then, you know we love you guys. We're gonna get out of here. Hope you guys have a good week, good weekend, finish up strong. Oh yeah. And you know. Be back. Hopefully, Hugo, Jose, I don't know, somebody. Somebody's going to come on. I don't know who it is, but somebody will be here. We'll throw out a, a lifeline yeah. see if someone answers. Phone a friend. <laughs> Ask the audience, yeah. who would you like to have next? <laughs> it's going to be Hugo, Jose, Manu, and then the fourth one will be anybody but Mario. We're going to get out of here, though. Love you guys. Peace out. <laughs>